So, Ian, thank you for uh, coming on the podcast. I've been uh, right looking forward to having this chat with you. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's great to have you on here. Thank you, mate. And another, well, the first North northeast person we've had on, actually. And, uh, right, right. Because you're, you're Newcastle, aren't you? And I'm That's it, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, a, I'm, lad. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Smoggy and you're a Geordie. Oh, you're a smoggy, of yeah. course. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 how did you get in the motor trade then? Like, like what, what happened? How old were you? Uh... Uh, 14. Uh, I'm actually left school. I was still 14 when I left school. And uh, I was trying to get a, get a job. And I was washing cars. So, on an open pitch, uh, the street had about, I don't know, a dozen open pitches. Yeah. So, that was, that was it. Uh, I had no interest in cars. And... Uh, washing cars and then the next thing was um, pricing them up but you used to have to price them up using whitewash and yeah. you'd put the prices inside the screen and you'd, you'd have to do it right in backwards so it was a bit of a skill that <laughs> I became good at that uh, but I mean this is 1965 I mean right, right. I had cars for 15 quid I remember cars being taxed and tested up for sale for 15 quid on the pitch, but, yeah. but but that that was a lot of money back in them days, wasn't it? Couldn't couldn't you buy a house that for like a thousand pound? Oh there? yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But these pitches, to change hands, rented pitches for fortunes. Like twenty right. car pitch would change hands for twenty thousand pounds, cash, readies. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, did. That- did did you have any big like big pictures back then where people had have like fifty sixty cars on, or, or were they all like smaller? Oh, yeah. no, not in the street I was in. You know the maximum was being about thirty thirty five in this particular street in downtown Newcastle. Yeah. Um, that was the general, uh, but it, this one had you know twenty five twenty five cars on it. Um, and that's that was I say my first. That's how I started in the in the trade, you know. And uh, was was that just like a, a sole trade, and then was it just a chap on on his own? Oh no 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 no. There was there was, there was like salesman and that, and uh, there was a mechanic, and uh, I mean, you were working outside. I mean, I, I wasn't allowed to go inside. It was a little office and that's in the one bar electric fire. But in the winter, you just had to work all day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because if it rained, you had to you had to wash the car. You had to wash them again, and it was a yeah. busy main road, so all the dust and all the you know crap coming up, you had to. So you'd wash the cars sometimes two or three times a day, oh, and yeah. um, you just had to keep working. Yeah. You know, changing wheels, uh, you know, painting wheels, and just you know, like a valet. You know, became a valet then. You know, now what are they called now? Detailers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, but anyway, that that was the job. That was the job. And I, uh, when I was fifteen, and then it just moved on from then. Uh, and and, and uh, when did you start like buying and selling cars then? Well, I thought actually the first car I sold was was when I was fifteen. Well, I didn't sell. I was washing a car. Some that bloke said, uh, "Can I just give you the money for that one?" You know, and it was. Uh, I think it was a Ford Zephyr, ninety-five quid. You know, so that was the first one I sold. But when I was I sold motorbikes when I was 16, yeah. and then when I was 17, uh, I was selling cars on the pitch, uh, and then I used to do doorstep as well with a friend. We used to do that at night times. Uh, but I was still working employed, so I was employed 
many as a salesman up until I was 23. Yeah. But you used to get good money, you know, in those days. Yeah. Um, low basic, but you used to get well paid in, in commission. And you didn't have finance back then, did you? Oh, well, well, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, I mean, I remember, oh, there was finance. I mean, in the 50s, I had finance, you know. I mean, it was... Right. Uh, uh, I'm just trying to think. Uh, so how, how would that work then? Back then, the finance. How would the? Uh, how would well, the? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. That I remember when there was a credit squeeze. I think it was about 1970, and uh, deposits had to be like 40 percent. You see, right? Um, cars were considered luxury items, so they made a 40 percent deposit. So yeah, point that would come in, and uh, let's say you had a a basic coating, and that was 600 quid. Well, you might have a hundred pounds, so you know you need two forty deposit. So you do a bump deal, you see. So you had caught in a basic. You put it down as a uh, you put you put the price up to nine hundred and fifty quid, and you'd make it on paper a caught in a gear X. I'll quickly you know like they have gear X, but let's say yeah. gear X at nine fifty, and that meant it was four hundred pound deposit. So you got. Five fifty back off the finance company, yeah. plus the blokes a hundred quid, and you're actually fifty quid better off. But the punters didn't mind that; they got themselves a nice car, you know. Yeah, yeah. So they were buying a, on, the, on the docks, you know. I wouldn't say Cortina Basic. You, you did these bump deals, but everybody paid then. You know, that was the difference. Yeah, yeah. People paid. It was, it was, it was totally different. And what, what? How many years would they normally have the cars over? Uh, of the finance for? I think it was three years in those days. Right, right, right. I think four and five year deals came later on, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I seem to remember three year, two and three year deals. Yeah. 18 months, two and three year deals being the the regular thing. But if you were say, you used to get commission for, uh, sales commission for selling cars on finance, you know. Yeah. And then yeah. the swappers, if your swapper made good money, um, you got commission on that as well. So mm -hmm. I remember around about 68, 69, basic wage was 10 quid, but I was earning 150 quid a week because you used to sell that many cars. Yeah. I mean, it sounds unbelievable, but that's the way it was, you yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I bet, like, advertising was, wasn't, like, a big thing back then. I bet just your location would really help you, wouldn't it? Oh, wouldn't no, it? no, on the street. I was on my side. It was not advertising. It was all passing trade. Yeah, yeah. Because there'd been, there'd been open pictures there for years and years. So you didn't do any advertising. Yeah, yeah. And, and people, I bet, didn't compare prices as much, did they? Uh, no, no. They just used to walk by and spot a car, yeah. You know, that's, that's the way it was. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Totally different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> So, so you were working as a, a a salesman there and whatnot, and then and then how did you end up like going on your own then? Well, we got a chance of a pitch, meeting a friend, and uh, so we got this pitch, and we had each put in a couple of grand, nineteen seventy three. Yeah. And then uh, we're up and running, and we just used to buy the cars from the main dealers, which were like within a, you know, within a couple of miles. Yeah. Um, and uh, like you're selling cars straight away, cars were easy to buy, easy to sell, and uh, so we got this pitch, and uh, that that was that was the start of an open pitch. Brilliant. And and how many cars did you have when you first started? Oh, it was four grand twenty. 
twenty cars or four grand. Right, right, great. And and you wouldn't go at the auction or anything then? It'd all just come. Oh no, you didn't go to the auctions. I mean, you just the main dealers, right? If they got a punter in on a car, new car, they didn't like selling used cars, so they used to send the sales around the pictures to get a bid on the car. Right, right. So you would you'd bid the sale, they took the horn, you go out and say, right, okay. We'll give you an X for it, you know. And yeah. the deal, and the, the best bid normally would get it, you know. But it was a few fiddles. But you would always the salesman got a bung, five quid <laughs> for bringing you the car. And then they used to tell you when the car was in, and you'd go around and you'd you'd, you'd get it. Yeah. And then later on, you'd the salesman managers used to get involved, and they'd want to sell you a few cars. Then you had to give them a bung as well. Yeah. Uh, so that's the way it was. So what what would you do then when I mean like because all them did you feel like you had to take on a lot of them cars what they were offering would would you take on the lemons as well and then what would you do with them Oh no no you just paid a bigger book <laughs> right <laughs> to get the better cars Yeah that's right Great and then and then like back then having like twenty cars how many would you sell in, in a month then back in them days Oh oh. Oh, you sell seven or eight a week, you know. Right, right, flipping it. So you, so you could see your pot growing, like pretty, oh, pretty quickly. Then. Was, you've got yeah. no idea, you know. Yeah. It was just, it was incredible, you know. You had, and you, you know, you'd go around, and you always had a pocket full of readies as well. Yeah. It's almost a dumb thing. You had, a, you know, you had all this big lump of cash in your pocket. <laughs> I bet it was a great buzz, wasn't it? Back in them days, like say, getting all that cash all the time, and uh, just the crack and that with the customers and the other traders and everything. Well, you're the other traders. I mean, when I first started, some of the traders. I mean, it was all new to me. This and uh, some of the characters, you know, the dealers yeah. in the mid sixties. Yeah. They were all yeah. unbelievable. I mean, they were like Arthur Daly, Trubies, you know. Yeah. You know, big camel, lovely camel coat, <laughs> striped suit. Did you have a camel coat? That's, that's cigars. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, quite a few of them had racehorses. You had to have a racehorse, you know. <laughs> Apart from big smogers, I had racehorses. And I had moles as well. They always flashing off their, you know, they had the wife at home yeah. and always had these moles, you know. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that's the way it was. And the salesmen, they did the wore sheepskin coats. They were always so cool. And they went on open pitches. Yeah. They did wear sheepskin coats. Yeah. yeah. And did you have one? Oh, yeah, I've had sheepskin coat, yeah. Yeah, well, it was part of the uniform. <laughs> and a cigar as well. Yeah, but I mean, sheepskin. Junior salesmen, they had cheap skins. Cheap skins. <laughs> Brilliant. But part of my sheep, sheepskin, you know, they were expensive. Brilliant. So, so yeah, you I had... didn't have a cigar, no, I was just uh, no, no. no so... I Oh, brilliant. And, uh, yeah, so you had, you had 20 cars to start off with. Oh, sorry, the first page, yeah, 20 yeah, cars. Yeah, 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 you and your friend. And, 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 did, and you, uh, did, you, did you stay with uh, him, like, for, did he, sorry? Did, did you stay with your, your business partner throughout your career, well, or? No, no, it lasted, let's see, uh, six, six uh, seven years. Right. Uh, the, uh, I got another pitch. And he, he, he continued at the old one. And then one night some villains came in and wrecked all the cars. And uh, so it turned out that they targeted the wrong pitch, you know. Anyway, so that's, I thought he was something to do with it, but he wasn't. And then he 
he got another place. That's it. We got another place, which was a fourteen-car showroom. Right. And K Money were paid. This is in nineteen seventy-eight. were paid eighteen thousand pounds for the K Money. Bloody hell. For a small pitch, but it had audited accounts and it made good profits. Yeah. And it was right. It was a cracking pitch. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so that was. I had one place, he had the other, and then we fell out, we fell out, which is what happens with these partnerships, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that happens with, with most uh, business partnerships, isn't it? Uh, can get, do, it lasts for so long. Yeah. yeah, can get a bit tricky, can't it? And then, so, so you went on your own, and then, and, and then, what, what did you build it up to then? I mean, like, how many years did you, did you go for? And, uh, yeah, what, what, what happened from there? Oh well, no! I had this pitch. I had a good pitch, another uh, pitch, good one, and um, I, actually, I've still got it because I bought it back later on. Anyway, right. so it was a really good pitch, and uh, but the landlord needed a bit of work, and then he was doubling the rent. So what I did, I sold the lease to a, another dealer, and I bought a showroom right. uh, out of town. Showroom, nice showroom of a, of a receiver. Was a good deal, so we're uh, out of town. So we started there, mining, mining town. Uh, but then the the miners' strike came. Yeah, yeah. And it, the town just shut the town down. We couldn't do any business. I had to board the place up. So yeah. that was one of the disasters. A bad move. Um, I had to board the place up. In fact, we had to had to sell our house to pay off the bank for what we paid for the, the balance on the on the showroom, you know. Right, right, right. And start again, because it is trade. You go up, you go up and down every, you know. Yeah. That's, that's the way it is, you know. Yes, yeah. Um, so, so I've had quite a few pictures. I mean, I've had about nine, I think. Right. But, uh, and it's been up and down. So, so that one that you, you bought, when you sold your house and, and you bought that one, you've still got that one now? Well, the, the one I moved to from the original pitch, yeah, because we, we, we bought that one back. Right. Uh, it came off the sale, we bought it back a few years ago. I've had to rent it out. And uh, it's actually vacant at the moment. I've had plenty of people after it, but. Yeah, yeah. When you check people out now, they're not wanting to say they are, you know. So yeah. it's actually vacant at the moment. And it could be, you know, it could be retail, it could be anything. And then but, uh, when you think what you paid for it all them years ago and what it's probably give you back in rent. I bet it's been a, a, a brilliant investment. Oh, no, I haven't had that long. I only bought it back about seven years ago. Ah, right. But originally, when I went right. in, this is how good a picture it was. It's a 77. The rent was £150 a week. It's a 77. Right, right. For a 20-car pitch. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, that was a lot of money then. But yeah. it works. It works. Yeah. But then I did, made a mistake by selling the lease. You know, I should have just paid the extra rent. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. at least things happen. Yeah, that's it. It's like you say, it, well, just in any walk of life, it's not all up, 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 is it? You, you go up, you go down, and all them, them like, downs, that's what makes you stronger, doesn't it? And, and more. Well, I've had plenty of them. <laughs> yeah. I suppose it prepares you for when, when, when them, them downs come again. What was your, your peak, would you say, then? Like, what was the most cars you had, that, your best years? Oh, the 90s when we sold police cars. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely the 90s. We just got into selling police cars by, just by chance, really. Uh, yeah. Short of stock, bought one or two, you know, put some paint on them and they're on the pitch and 
sold them and uh, well, they don't sort of advertise them as police cars. People just bought them and uh, bought a few balls, sold them, and then uh, these were just local from the local auction. Right. And then bought a few extra, went to Leeds, bought a few, and it was getting better. Then the punter started bringing their friends in, saying, can you get them an Astra or whatever, a, you know, a Grenada or from the police. So I think there's something in this. So we moved to a trading estate, uh, took a unit, and, um, and I called it the ex-police department. I mean, how corny is that, the ex-police <laughs> department? Hey, it worked. It really did. It worked. And in the night, and we, we, we sold 6,000 police cars. 6,000? Uh, up until yeah. about 98. Between 94 and 98, yeah, 6,000. Right. We used to get them from everywhere. And, yeah, and, well, and, actually, and did everybody know? Did everybody know that there were police cars then? Oh, it was better than that. We used to advertise them and say which force they were from. Right, right, right. Right. So, oh, in the auto trader, the auto trader magazine. So, the punters, um, at the finish, well, I had to have an order book. It just used to, it just gathered momentum. Oh, brilliant. Can you imagine brilliant. that? It oh, honestly brilliant. had an order book for cars. Yeah. Five salesmen. Uh, and uh, two pages in the auto trader. I mean, the auto trader then, it was for two pages, it was, I think it was £1,600 plus VAT uh, for two pages. But, and it used to come out on a Thursday, the magazine. And by Thursday night, yeah, the advert was paid for, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It was good value, the auto trader then. Yeah. It was always expensive, but. Now it's just not good value, you know. Yes, yeah. Um, I, I suppose when when you put them adverts out, you knew by the end of the weekend, what would seventy percent of the stock have have gone? Oh, there was once one week we sold out. We sold all the cars. We had cars in the paint shop. Yeah. We used to keep lots of painters going. They were easy cars to paint the police cars. Yeah. And uh, and and one weekend we had no cars for sale. <laughs> They were all sold. Uh, I think we'd sold uh, 37. Yeah, that particular week. Oh, God. Yeah, that was, that was the record. And um, yeah. so, so, so do you think people, why do you think people love the uh, police cars so much? Because they knew that they'd been serviced. And, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, well, uh, they, they were, uh, but they were so good, you see, because you had, they were so cheap as well. Right. So you could buy a three-year-old four-year-old police car for, I don't know, at half the price of a current fleet car, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then the punters, that's it, we did HP as well, so the dealer had they could, no deposit. So you get for 25 quid a week, you could get yourself a three- or four-year-old car. Right. No Great. deposit. Great. And, uh, and then, it, you know, they, they get one and then they're, you know, we used to put main dealer number plates on. So, you know, if it was a Ford, we'd have the main Ford dealer's uh, yeah. number because, uh, you know, the punters tell uh, their neighbours to yeah. from the main Ford dealer. Don't yeah, they? yeah, I see you know? what you mean. So, um, it just gathered momentum. Yeah. And then after about, uh, say, five years, the police worked out that uh, not to service their cars, run them in the ground, not service them, and right. uh, on the flog them off. Because right. there used to be, there was nothing to do with them. Yeah. You know, they would, yeah. 
just bit of paint and away you, away you go, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it was the same when I was buying vans, and uh, I'd always try and get the BT fleet vans because. Oh, you yes, just yes. you just know that they've been serviced. Even if it's got like hundred thousand miles on, you get that print out of all the service history, and you just you, you're just confident in in the cars. Well, the vans that I was buying, you know. So I suppose I suppose it's the same sort of uh, thing, isn't it? Really, and and they but were most of them. I don't, a silly question. Like, were most of them white? The cars. Oh, yeah, white, yeah. yeah. So, you know, you just paint the white. That's it. It's no particular white to paint. So, I just used to, have to put the same paint on. Yeah. I had yeah. about nine paint shops on the go, and I used to bring a car back painted, and we'd give them another one, and yeah. then they'd check for the paint job, and we used to keep it going. And it just used what, to. So, so you, um, you'd paint them different colours then? No, 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 same colour, white. Just white. Because, like, back in the 90s, like... The white sorry? I was going to say, back in the 90s, like, what if you had a white car, it, it it wasn't... It was a bit like a poverty car, wasn't it, if you had the white car? No, not really, because it was all about the, the registration number, you see, yeah. the late number on the car. Yeah. So yeah. somebody might have a banger, and the next thing, they've jumped up to a three-year-old car. <laughs> yeah. But don't tell the neighbours it's a police car, you see. yeah. yeah. And were they, all, were they all quite high mileage as well, like, or were they? Yeah, you know, 110, it depends what, yeah. from all over the country, some forces sold their cars off for lower mileages, yeah. some forces, cars, you didn't even need to paint them, you could just polish them, Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, from places like, uh, you know, the north of Scotland, uh, where Scottish Dave's is, you know, used to get these from up, up there, some lovely cars from up there. Yeah. Uh, you see, all over the country. Um, there was only two forces you stayed away from, and that was Glasgow, sent, you know, yeah. Strathclyde, South Wales was another one. Um, even used to get them from, you know, Liverpool. Yeah. They were a bit, yeah, but you get them from everywhere. I mean, uh, transporter loads. Brilliant. Uh, but it used to be, people used to think we were mad, so they didn't know how many were sold, you see, we just yeah, trying. Yeah, yeah, and, and know, did, did, did any of the traders uh, cotton on to what you were doing? And, and start, yeah, because they didn't cotton. understand. Yeah. They thought that was mad. Yeah. You know, selling yeah. all these, advertising all these police cars, um, some of them would buy them and then put vinyl roofs on them and uh, yeah. stripes and uh, alloy wheels and things and advertise them as ex- Global authority. Yeah. Well, that didn't work. But I don't like that. But we used no. to say it was from, you know, ex Lanarkshire, ex, you know, uh, police yeah. uh, all, from all over the place. We got them from, you know, from Cornwall, Devon, everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it was just uh, we're, we're all over the country trying to buy them because you couldn't find out about them. That was the problem. Yeah. Uh, till the last minute, so you'd get you'd find out uh, five o'clock in the afternoon. That uh, there was thirty cars going through some auction, and it's at the other end of the country, and, and <laughs> yeah. they're going through ten o'clock in the morning, and you had to get there. So you were yeah, driving I... through the night, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you could then, because the traffic was alright. You know? Yeah. And so, who, 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 who would you take? Would, would you go like on your own down to the auction, or would would you go with with, with someone else? Oh, well, was three of us. I used to go. You know, yeah. I was, you know, I'd be on the pitch a few days and away a few days, and there was a couple of other guys. Um, they would they would do the same thing. Um, we had uh, 
uh, the main guy, the best buyer, was, uh, he he would he was away most of the week, you know, um, and he'd just go places at the last minute. Um, and he but, and you employed him then. He was your employee, and, and no, I used to pay him. He was actually a, a retired car dealer, and I used to pay him by the car plus expenses. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. Oh, so I bet he loved that. Well, he worked hard because he was away up and down the motorway, you know, yeah. all the time. Yeah. You know, late at night, early morning. Yeah. Uh, stayed in, and I mean, we didn't stay in posh hotels, you know. We just used to stay in B and Bs. You know, yeah. the best deal you could get, you know. I bet, I bet it was quite lonely, though, at the same time, wasn't it? If no, you, were, you were dead busy. You couldn't, you were on the go all the would, time, you know. Would, you were lonely. Would, would, would you go, like, separately, separate auctions, or would you sometimes go together? Oh, no, no, no. You just... just we just work over the phone, you see. He'd be down country. You'd say, look, there's some cars at such and such. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he might be in Bedford. You've got to get to, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, or beyond black. There's loads of, I can't remember all the auctions. Yeah. There was the one in uh, Salisbury Plain, you know. You'd have to get down there. I'm getting what it was called. Uh, we would go everywhere. Uh, I mean, oh, I've been to auctions. I've been to auctions all over the country, you know. We used to buy cars from Norwich. Never been in Norwich, but we used to buy a lot of cars there. <laughs> From Suffolk, Suffolk police cars. Oh, I tell you what, I've never been there. Yeah, you, you, you wouldn't want to drive from Newcastle to Norwich. That... Oh, no, we do things like that. I mean, you'd drive to Colchester. Four o'clock in the morning, drive to Colchester. That would, oh, that's a long way, you know. Yeah, Start yeah. at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. No, that yeah. was the way it was. Yeah. Think, I mean, how, how many cars would you have to buy a week to keep your, your stock topped up? Oh, well, we had a compound with like 40 cars in at any time. Right. Uh, which we're waiting to get painted. Or we used to have a guy. All his job, he used to take for MOT because police vehicles don't have MOTs. You see, because they're up to MOT standards anyway. Right. So he used to come off the wagon and uh, he'd get them MOTs, uh, and then go to the paint shop, and then on the pitch, you know, get validated. Yeah. Uh, so you you buy loads of cars. Yeah. Loads. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Uh, uh, just the way, just the way. Well, but that was the nineties, you know. Yeah. That was the nineties. Those were good times. And, and then, did, did it? When when did you stop like selling the police cars? When did that start tailing off? And then, well, I'd still sell a few, but they changed their policy. You see, because they must have worked out that uh, why are we, you know, service and getting these cars ready? Yeah. And uh, to auction them off, and uh, like for me, buying them. Yeah. And uh, well, we're doing very well. So they, they changed the policy, you see. Right, right. And and then did you have to start going to... Like, like oh, fleet cars. Just yeah. fleet cars. Mileage fleet cars. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and was that... Would you go... Would, would, was BCA about back then as well? Like, would, would you start going to BCA and places like oh, that? Oh, I'd be going to BCA forever, you know. Yeah. BCA or ADT, it was called. That was the 80s ADT. Mannheim. NCA, yeah. it was called, uh, it was, uh, then it became Mannheim. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, not just them, loads of small auctions as well, you know. All of the country, Scotland, everywhere. It's do some miles. And and what what happened with, like, the main dealers then? Did did that sort of, like, did, you, did, did oh. they still ring you up and, and, and offer you? 
cars or was it just not enough for you to to, to like keep your stock turning uh, or, no, or did no, they not the, give the you enough they started selling used cars round about 1980 so up until 1980 I used to buy from the main dealers yeah didn't use auctions but in 1980 we had to learn to use auctions because uh, in the old days main dealers didn't want used cars used to keep a few yeah but they just they weren't allowed to have them on their premises yeah you know if they're over a few year old i think the manufacturers stopped them from doing that yeah. so they couldn't trade them fast enough but anybody could get stock it was dead easy in the old yeah. days buying stock yeah yeah so from, from them Dealers. So, so would you not, would you not like to be starting up now as a oh, you know? No. Oh, no, it terrifies me when I go in and see what's going on. I can't, I couldn't do it. You know, workshops, mechanics, uh, all the regulations. Yeah. Uh, trying to buy. I, I was watching the Bedford or Blackbush the other day on the screen, and I couldn't believe the prices. You know. Yeah. Two grand, three grand yeah. over book. Yeah. Uh, so where, where do people go with these, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, at the moment, it's crazy. I've never seen. I've never seen the way it is at the moment. I mean, it's 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 uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's just crazy. It, I don't know how people can make money. It's scary. Of, of, yeah. some of, of some of these cars and these auction prices. Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous, isn't it? And um, so, you know, you know, when you first started as well, Lee, and um, was there no VAT? Did you not pay that on cars oh, no, no, and whatnot? Yeah, oh, when we started, we did, yeah. VAT came in 73, which is when we started, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was about 7%, I think. Right, right. Oh, so you, you were used to pay, because I, I just remember speaking to a couple of old traders and they, and, and they didn't have to pay VAT at first. And then they said when the VAT came in, they were like, bloody hell, what's all this VAT? VAT? Oh, it was the end of the trade. Everybody said it was the end of the trade, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, when I first started, it was no VAT, and that's when he did all these bump deals, you see. Yeah. But it was no VAT, you see, so you, you got away with murder. Yeah, yeah. But things changed when VAT came in. And, and uh, uh, HMRC, have you, have you had a few run-ins with them then in your, in your time? I, well, yeah, yeah, but I would say to anybody, do your books properly. You know, they've got to be able to follow the money. You know, when you have these ins- inspections, don't take any risks. Yeah. And if you're good at the job, become a get incorporated and be you know become a limited company yeah. for a bit of protection. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I traded for what what it was twenty four years it was, and then uh, you know you get the brown envelope letter saying we would like to inquire into your tax return, company tax return for two years ago or something. You know, didn't mean anything. Yeah. But it was the start of an inquiry. Uh, and it was, they don't tell you what it is. Um, it just it's a random inquiry, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it just goes on and on. And look, they're going to everything. And it's like a fishing expedition, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the, uh, and then they go into your personal affairs as well, you know. Uh, it goes on for years. So, so they've even, got all your, they've even, got all your adverts, they've put out adverts from like a few years ago yeah. and ask about the cars in the advert, you know. Uh, you know, because they think that that car's not in your stock book and then you go into the stock book and you say, well, there's the car there, you've made a mistake. Yeah. I mean, they're not fair and reasonable people, you know, their jobs to get money in, you know. Yeah. yeah so anybody, you know, when they, 
I, I, I would encourage everybody to do everything, do it properly. They don't want to get involved with HMRC. Yeah, yeah, no. no me, me daddy ran his own business and uh, the, the HMRC come round, he said it was, oh God, it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. But if you, if you've got a, even if you've got a clear conscience, was it still was it still a bit of a worry then? Was it still? No, well, we keep proper books, you see. Yeah. And everything, but they just keep. So they're there to get money, so they just keep fishing. They, and they and did they get any money out of you then? Did the did you? Yes, yes. After three years, uh, they'd gone into private stuff and. Uh, and he'd asked what this 400 quid was with banked him. I said, well, I can't remember that, you know. And uh, I said, I'd be, yeah, I'd make it up. I said, I'll be making it up. I said, look, why don't you, you can tax us on that 400 pound because I can't remember. So the guy said, right, well, I'll do that. And he did. So I said, me thinking, well, he taxes 120 quid or something, you know. Yeah. Uh, he taxes 700 pounds. After, but he'd been working on on the case for three years, and and that was the end of the inquiry. And he said, it, he said, would wasted his time, would absolutely waste his time, because <laughs> right. uh, it didn't, you know, seven hundred quid. It was, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't enough. Yeah, they, they were open to find a lot more, weren't they? So there were, oh yeah, yeah, yeah there were, they, they were they, honestly to go into everything, uh, your lifestyle. Yeah. Well, when you're working seven days a week, you haven't got much of a lifestyle. You know? yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. understand that. Uh, and I have no sense of humour, these guys, you know. Yeah. ask you about your watch. Have you got a Rolex, you know, that showed me? Yeah. Steamed up Timex, you know. Yeah. <laughs> have you got a boat? I said, well, I did have a yacht at one time, but I was five year old, you know. It was, yeah. You still use it on the boat lake in the park, you know. Yeah. Uh, and they've got no, you know, you get no reaction from them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is doing a job, you know. I mean, I know a few tax men in the uh, hard friends when I was younger who went into the revenue, and um, it's just doing their job there. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's all yeah. sport to them, you see. It's all sport. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Because uh, yeah. uh, you've done your bo- books all correctly and whatnot, they'll have been a bit gutted by it. They'll be, oh, like I say, you, you, you wasted the time, didn't, didn't you? That's what he said. I said, yeah. well, well, our time, you know. Yeah. But yeah. that's, you can't, that, that, that's the, that's the way, uh, the way. Oh, they came back later, five years later, they came back and had another go. But it wasn't about cars, it was about all sorts of complicated yeah. benefits and kind and cars that you drove home and yeah. all sorts of boring things, which I didn't understand. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> But, and and that's where, that's where yeah. we are. <laughs> but, but yeah, do, doing your books, just just everything, doing um, everything as straight as you can because it just helps you like getting a mortgage, getting finance, just just everything really. It's best best way. To that's do it, if you can show a clean set of accounts, it does. It, you know, a good set of accounts, it makes a big difference. That's yeah. right. Yeah, definitely. And, and did you ever have any uh, court appearances then? I mean, like selling all them cars every week. I mean, you must have got oh, like scr- pe- screamers coming back at you. Yeah. But over the years, I've had plenty of court uh, court cases. I'm trying to think. Yeah, going back to when I was very young, uh, trading standards. 
Oh, there's one amusing one. I've had quite a few, but I could go on and on about that. But uh, <laughs> in the 80s, we had a pitch, open pitch, and uh, by then the clock, and there was no clock, it'd be outlawed, you see. But the trading standards officers would would come on to your pitch and check your, check the mileage, as you see. That was, you used to do that regularly, you know, which is yeah. fair enough. Yeah. So this particular day, the bloke's doing the, the mileages, and uh, there was a fiesta in the corner. And I said, well, do you mind checking the mileage out on that? I said, because it's got five owners or something. It's showing 5,000 miles. But I've got a feeling it's good doing less than that, you know, and like I'm not able to find out. And he said, certainly I'll do that, you see. So uh, off he goes. And then, uh, you know, about six weeks later, he comes back. And I said, oh, so, yeah, thanks. Did you find out about Fiesta? He said, yes, that's what I'm here for. I said, all right. He says, I have to caution you. I said, what do you mean? He says, well, when you showed me the Fiesta with 5,000 miles on it, it didn't have a disclaimer on the speedo. That's an offence. Right. So I was, I was cautioned for uh, offering for sale this Fiesta. It wasn't, by the way, I told him it was 600 quid. There was no price on the screen. But uh, I'd technically offered it for sale without right. a, a disclaimer, a mileage disclaimer. Sorry, so, uh, so sure enough, we get the summons of this, the magistrate's court, go along with the solicitor, and uh, we'd sold a fiesta, of course, by then, and uh, the uh, solicitor for the council, you know, he starts, and, he, and, he, and he, uh, the star witness is the guy who buys the fiesta, who's a, an old guy, and he goes in the witness box, and uh, the solicitor says something like, uh, can you tell me about the mileage on the Fiesta, uh, Mr. Johnson, or something? Is and he'd say, "Oh yes, yes. Me and the wife went down to Whitby one day, not long after we'd bought it, and uh, by the time we'd come back, we'd done over a hundred miles. It was doing forty miles a gallon." <laughs> and he says, uh, "No, no, the mileage. What I mean is the speedo, the speedo reading of the car. Can you tell me anything about that?" Oh, he says, "Yes." He says it was 5,000 miles. Did the salesman tell you that? Oh, no, well, I mean, that's ridiculous. It was only 600 pounds. He says if it had done 5,000 miles, it would have been 2,000 pounds. He says, you know, yeah. so it's going on like this, you see. So then he says, look, Mr. Johnson, can you tell me anything else about the car? And uh, he says, yeah, it's the best car I've ever had. He says, for 600 pounds, it was it's brilliant. I still got fined £65, by the way. <laughs> oh, bloody. And that was just because you didn't have that sticker on the... Yeah, uh... yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, there's other ones I've had, which I go on and on, but I just, yeah. that was an abusing one. Yeah, one. yeah. What yeah. about, about um, like, is there any customers that stick in your mind? That, uh... Oh, is there not? Um, I mean, this is when I'm 19, and I find myself running a pitch, a big pitch, by default, and uh, this guy, shipyard worker, comes in, he wants a banger. He wants a banger uh, to do a bit of work on. So it was a Humber, it was called a Humber Super Sightward. Uh, needn't work, sold it on for, I don't know, 40 quid or something. Sold our seat, gave him a receipt. Just a job for him. And off he goes, you see. A few days later, he comes back, and it's not in its brilliant out, you see. Yeah. He said, I want this car fixed. I said, well, no, you, you've bought it to do it up. 
He says, but I want it fixed. I said, look, we'll just give you your money back. He says, no, I'm keeping it. You've got to fix it. Yeah. You see? So, sorry to help you. The next thing I hear is reports coming in. He's, he's driving up and down the high street, revving it up for the big ends, don't you? And it's got slogans and whitewash all over it uh, about our pitch, you know, <laughs> the, 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 uh, you know how it's, uh, you know, about robbers and this, that. You know, yeah, yeah. You see? Then we've got the press on the go, you know. I've got, you know, the press on the phone. <laughs> want, a, you know, want an interview, you know. So I tell them the story. <laughs> and we'll get a write-up in the local paper, you see, about this mini-demo, what was called. But, of course, they don't print our side of the story. No, no. They don't print no. that at all, you see. So um, this will be on a Friday. And then on a Saturday, he's outside the pitch. And he's revving it up with all the slogans on the car. And uh, But we still actually sold five cars that day. That's what I remember. <laughs> and at the end of the day, I just said, look, give us the keys. And the next week, we'll just uh, overhaul the engine and give them it back. Oh, uh, but, the, but the best thing was, several months later, we got tipped off. The whole thing was a setup. Oh, there right, was a competitor right. down the road that set the whole thing up. All oh, right, just to make you look bad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, bet, I bet that went on a lot back then, was it? A lot of. Oh, um, all sorts went on back then. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Uh, But the thing is that, like, like nowadays, I don't think it happens as much, does it? You know, um, like turf oh, no, wars no, and stuff like no, that. No, no, we, we nip it in the bud. I mean, our, my old business, it still goes, but it's, it's, I'm no part of it now. But we've been doing since I think it was 2000, we brought in seven day money back guarantees. Right, great. So we've been doing that since, since then. So yeah. It gives people peace. And they, if it complains, they say, well, do you want your money back? I'll yeah. give you your money back. Yeah. And the, most people say, no, 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 just, just do the job, you know. Or, yeah. oh, would you swap it for another car? Would that be all right, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's yeah. worked really well, the, yeah. the seven-day yeah. money-back guarantee. But yeah. people are fine to do that, you know. And it's I, worked I, for us. I, I bet, like, 99% of people kept the car. I bet it was a tiny minority that... I, did anyone bring the car back within seven days? Oh, they do in a year. Oh, you get, oh, people do. But, you know, you just give them a refund, start again, yeah. get some away, sell it to yeah. somebody else. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? That's it. Get, get back on with the job, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, they do, you get plenty of them, but you just get used to that. Yeah, yeah. And now, with the, uh, you know, this Consumer Rights Act now, there's a lot more of them for everybody. Yeah, I think, I think, I think they're right. I mean, touch wood. It, it, it hasn't happened too many times to me. I think, I, I don't know, I don't know. I think it depends on the type of cars you're selling, isn't it? You know, the, the, the cheaper the car, the cheaper the customer. All the, the, the sort of nightmare customers I seem to have, most of them are from the, you know, you know the sub £2,000 cars, you know. Where, yeah, where, people are struggling, they, yeah. they've got no... That's right, yeah. Yeah, that's it. No, on the dearer ones as well, there's people there. Uh, you get, get them on the dearer ones as well, right? Yeah. You just got to bite the bullet and get on with it. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it. You know, do it quickly. 
Yeah, yeah, that is so true. Uh, that just nip it in the bud straight away. That's right. And yeah. give them the money back, and then sell it on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean a lot of the guys are going to get caught with these internet deliveries because they put you if you do an internet internet sale, this yes, yeah. uh, getting the punter to sign these forms saying they have the rights at two weeks to return the car. Yeah, uh, you know that's going to be in a year's time. That's you know, that's, that's going to come back on one or two, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you're right. I think you, 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 you've just got to weigh up the customer, haven't you? You've just got to weigh more and make sure... You, you, you've just got to go with your gut, haven't you, a lot, a lot oh, of the yeah, time? That, that's right, but salesmen, if you employ salesmen, they just don't get a commission. Yeah, sell of course. Anybody, you know? Yeah, definitely. You, know, you, you can say, oh, don't fancy him, I'm not going to sell him a car. Yeah. Oh, cheers, but salesmen don't do that. They just want to get uh, yeah, get, get a deal on, you get, know. Get the commission, and 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 um, like how many salesmen would, would you have then at your, at your peak? Uh, five, five, yeah, because we open every day. And, and would uh, you sell the cars as well? Would you? Uh, would you? Uh, would, would would you as well sell some cars, or would you just oh, leave yeah, it I love to them? Yeah, love some cars. Yeah, on Sunday, I used to go on a Sunday. And uh, I'd, I'd just set the deals up and I'd hand it over to, uh, you know, somebody else, you know, just get get them going. Oh, I used to love selling the cars, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, uh, I've always, always done that. Uh, I mean, when I call it the old pitch now, I still see punters I know from years ago, you know. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, used to sell a lot of, I used to sell a lot of cars and just leave it. Oh, Leave the handovers to the others, you know. So, so yeah. when you were like starting out, then was there any like really good advice that you got given? What was the best sort of advice that kept you going and, and helped you well, like no, I grow start, your business? I started when I was fourteen. Yeah. So by the time I was twenty three, I knew everything. You see, you know, we just opened the pitch and we knew what to do. And yeah. I mean, starting out, I didn't want to be in a motor trade. I was just told to get a job. Yeah. And I was washing cars. Yeah, yeah, I had no interest in cars. No, and and I'm but, still not. The, I'm still not the big. I just like selling them, buying them, selling them. Yeah, yeah, I'm like that. Fix. To be honest, I'm yeah. not. I'm not. I couldn't. You know, like these Mercedes and stuff like that. I don't really know. I don't know them inside out. But I, I just like the process of selling the cars. You know, like prepping them, running of the business and whatnot, and 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 getting that buzz from selling them. You know, I think I think, that's right, yeah. I think that's what. Yeah, I didn't like going home and you know, going home on a Saturday night and you hadn't sold any. I hated that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was an awful feeling. That I didn't like that. Yeah, Saturday is definitely the best. On a Saturday morning, you've got that sort of like buzz about you, haven't you? Thinking, oh, I'm going to sell a few cars today, and uh, and if you do have a good good Saturday. I mean, obviously, it's probably not as good now as what it was back in your day. No, no, no. You, you were, no, you were guaranteed, right. weren't you, a Saturday? But if you had a bad day or it snowed, you had an open pitch and you had heavy snow or yeah. something, and you had an advert in, yeah. and uh, you didn't sell any, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, your friends have got these jobs, so five-day-a-week jobs, and they have to get two days holiday every week, you know? Yeah. And you yeah. used to work around, you know, you work around the clock as well, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. The yeah, thing, the, thing is, though, it's not. It's not like because um, you enjoy it. It doesn't feel like a job, does it? You know, I bet. I bet it never felt like a job to you, did it? I bet because you enjoy it. Because you enjoy doing it. That's why you don't well, you well it. it. You know, it was it. It was about downing cars. You know, yeah. was it? I find them. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting them, getting them sold. Yeah. You know? 
And it was... Put an advert, put an advert in when the auto trader came out, which was a, you know, a real boost for the trade when the auto trader came out and uh, getting phone calls for their cars, you know, that was all... Oh, I bet that was great, wasn't it? Oh, that was exciting, that was, you know... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Was that... Oh, the auto trader, sorry? I was going to say, was that scary at first, like, thinking, oh... I'm going to put some adverts in this auto trader thing. Oh, yeah, because it was photos, you see. It was a new, yeah, you had photos of these cars. Yeah. It was all, it was all new. Um, it was, uh, it was novel. This would be in the 80s. Uh, I don't know, 84, I think, 85. Um, auto trader was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, paying 1600 but it was £1,600 a month. Back in the eighties, no, a week, a week, a week. Flip. Yeah, yeah, two pages, two oh, pages. Yeah, this is in the nineties. This nineties for the police cars. Two pages, sixteen hundred pound plus VAT. Flip. Yeah. Flip. Heck. Would you get other dealers saying, "God, what are you paying that for? You're mad." Oh. But they didn't. They didn't. They had no idea. They just thought I was mad because I had yeah. lists, like, huge lists of police cars yeah. with yeah. descriptions of the force and yeah. where they were from, and, yeah. and uh, you know. Um, but you could get them with no deposit. That was the thing. Yeah. People then, most of the dealers couldn't get no deposit deals, but we could with Black Horse because the punters who bought the police cars were cracking punters. Yeah. And they yeah. recognised that. So yeah. um, we had a very, you know, we, we did very well with Black Horse. And I mean, what, what, what were your overheads like back then at the peak? I mean, how, how much were you spending a month on staff, advertising, everything? I just like to, well, the record, I think, in 98, the wage bill were hard. Including my wages, which wasn't much because we were not out of it. It took a big wage. Well, I had a wage bill of £230,000. That was the wage bill. I mean, we had one guy earned £80,000 in the year. Right. Can you imagine that? What happened? I, I start with, when, I first, when I started the police cars, I employed one man and see how it went. And I said, and then, and I said if anybody else comes in, you can have a, a slice of. Yeah. Any other salesman, you see. Yeah. But we've got up to five salesmen. So the sales manager, as he was then, he was getting a cut of all the other lads' uh, um, sales. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, so I think we paid him 50 grand in the year. That was it. But he, got, he had a special deal on the side with Black Horse, and he had about 30 odd grand off them. Flip the neck. That was brilliant. That was in 98. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I was on fifteen grand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so those, I say, those days, you know. And then, yeah. then he packed in. He actually packed in. He went to. He liked motorbikes. He wanted. He, he went to, to worked in a motorbike motorcycle business. He's still there. He he's still motorbikes. there. Yeah, nice lad. Yeah. And uh, he, he left. So. Uh, that, that, <laughs> it was amazing. I couldn't understand why you would leave a job like that. You yeah, know? yeah. But he did. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And uh, so, so anybody who's like starting up now as a as a car dealer, what what advice would you give them? Well, I, I don't think I would encourage them. Quite honestly, 
<laughs> because being from the old school, remember what it's like. I mean, I wouldn't like to start up now. I mean, the money you need for a start. Yeah. The money you need to start, to, you know, to, to get going. And I mean, just prepping these cars, the cost of it. Yeah. You know, getting, you know, scuffs on bumpers and things, 200 quid. and. So, so, so like all these years selling these cars, you must have had... Have you had any like uh, famous customers, or have you, have you sold any cars to any famous people? Well, I used to play a bit of cricket. And I used to, you know, professional cricketers, and I remember a couple of international cricketers. You know, used used to sell, used to come over and play in the local clubs. You know, yeah. and um, you'd sell them a car and they'd run it for this summer, and then you'd buy it back off them. You know. Um, there was things like that. Uh, I can't. Oh, the best one was the James Bond. The um, call comes in. You see, and it's some guy from Shepparton or Elstree or somewhere. I don't know who it was. And um, he says, "Right about two year, please, cars, because we're shooting this James Bond film. Uh, I think it's the world is not enough or something." You see, and um, he says, "We'd like to buy two of them." You know, he says, "Well." Okay, how long will I get paid? He says, no, just send them down, we'll pay you. And that's what happened. So the uh, big rover in the centre there will send them down and uh, pine, I can't remember what it was anyway. And um, so the next day, the phone rings and it's it. And I thought, oh dear, I've got a problem here. I don't want these cars. And the bloke says, uh, he says, hey, these cars are brilliant. We love them. Would you do something else for us? I said, well, what? He says, well, we'd like 20 cars, but old ones. He says, we're going to shoot this these scenes on the Thames, around the Thames, Yeah. Uh, you know, at such and such a date. Can you get us 20 cars? And the deal is, there's going to be boats and helicopters crashing. So these cars are going to get damaged. So he says, get 20 cars. In fact, Anyone that's damaged will pay you the full retail price. So you get these cars and want a few vans and uh, drain the oil and the fuel out of them. And they need to be positioned uh, early in the morning in London, anyway, part of London. And, and the guy who I was involved with, he, he did all that, did loads of work. Yeah. And on the day, positions the cars are positioned and they shoot the movie, you know, mayhem, and uh, all sorts going on, and not one of them was damaged. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> so it cost us money, went in all that effort, Yeah, yeah. and not one of the cars was, it's called it, <laughs> it was shot on the tent, it's the James Bond film where they're going to rob the dome or something, you know? Yeah, also oh, uh, it was in the, uh, was that the early 2000s, was it? Maybe I can't remember. Was it, it's, 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 maybe before that, I'm not quite sure. I mean, when was the... The Millennium Dome, was, was it? Sorry? You said the Millennium Dome, was it? I think so, I'm trying to think. I know we're over and selling that. We're only in the film for about five seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. But it just these cars, well, it was on. It was a... It was shot on the Thames anyway, you know. I mean, I'm not a... Uh, but the big thing was, uh, the good thing about it is, I was able to put on the adverts for, for the next two years, you know, official uh, vehicle suppliers to the James Bond movie. 
<laughs> enough or something. You know, I used to have that, you know, with a, with a Bond logo. I used to have yeah. that in the York and Trader yeah. magazine advert, you know. Oh, but, brilliant. Uh, brilliant. That's the only thing I can think of, you know. Brilliant. Yeah. I, I had somebody from Emmerdale Farm. Did you? All yeah. Right. <laughs> the bot. The bought a, uh, we had this little jag, well, little jag, big jag, part X, it was like 500 quid. Yes. And, uh, yeah, someone rang up from uh, Emmerdale Farm, oh, it's just what we're after. I think it was for, like, Zach Dingle or someone like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they had that. And then, and then last week, somebody from Netflix uh, rang us up saying, uh, I know it's a bit it's a bit strange, like, but we're ringing from Netflix and... Uh, looking for a used car pitch to, to film this like documentary about a car dealer um so but but they haven't got back in touch with us yet so maybe they're, they're found somewhere else but right, uh, right. apparently you get like i don't know you get you get money for them say you shut down for two or three days i think you get like two or three thousand pounds something like that oh, so, yeah, yeah 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 definitely so, but but yeah, and, and would you have like cars? Would you have cars hanging round? Like, did you ever have any like birthday cars that you'd have like for a year in stock? Or, or we always we always really I've good at it, taking. I've got, I've got one at the moment, but uh, I won't tell you what it is. It's one of my bad buys, you know. Right. On the pitch. Yeah, oh, I've had plenty of those birthday cars. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's just part of the job, though, isn't it? Like. They all just, they all don't sell, do they? You're always going to get one or two that stick. And, and the thing is, you can't understand it as well, can you? It'll be like a nice car, nothing wrong, right mileage. Is that when you've dropped the right clanger? I remember once I had a C-class and, uh, I don't know, four-year-old C-class. Punter comes in and he's got a, um, a C-class two-door coupe, I think you see, light blue metallic. And... Uh, so I look, I give him a price, and uh, he says, oh, I like that, but I'll have to go to usual, I'll have to go in and think about it, you see. And, uh, right. And then a few days later, blue C-class, same year, same colour, comes in, parks in exactly the same place. <laughs> That's always be putting about, you see. So Bob comes in. I said, oh, you come back for the C-class? He says, yes. I says, oh, just, uh, just come in, you see. So I'm doing all the deals. I said, just... Uh, Here's the deal, we're giving you, uh, I don't know, our car was about eight grand or something, and I'm giving them five grand for his or something. And uh, so I says, that's the deal. Oh, he says, yeah, right, okay. He says, I tell you what, can I just pay for it now? I says, well, yeah, lovely, lovely, yeah, well, okay, just gives you a card, and so he pays for it, and off he goes, you see. And... Uh, Anyway, a few days later, uh, he, uh, I get a call, I'm away, they've auctioned somewhere, and all that's it. Uh, right, we've done that deal, uh, your C-class has come in. Uh, is he a friend of yours? I said, what do you mean? <laughs> he says, well, the car's only worth three grand. It's, uh, I says, it's uh, such and such, whatever year it was. I said, no, no, it's three years older than that. It was a different C-class. <gasps> Yeah. And it was light blue metallic. It, you know, there's not many of them about it. It's a light blue no, metallic, no, no. you know, two-door ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he parked in exactly the same place. So I couldn't remember the punter, but I could. I remember the car, you see. Yeah, yeah. So I had that car for over a year. <laughs> and I don't know how much we blew on it. 
No, no. I don't know whether that was blue two grand eventually on it. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the original deal. Yeah, they always yeah, oh, it was just another cock up, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The what was your What was your one. biggest cock up? Would you say? Pardon? What was your your biggest cock up in all the uh, What What sticks in your mind the most? Oh, we got a pitch in London. Uh, well, a friend in London, a friend of his had a pitch. You see, uh, all established pitch in East Dulwich, and. Uh, but how how did, how did you end up? Getting a pitch in London, being up well, in Newcastle. So, so, so he says, look, he says he's retiring. He says he's got this pitch. He sells, he sells and rents out motorhomes. It's on a main road. It's been there for ages. He says he owns the pitch. He says you can have it for five hundred quid a week. That's rent, rates, and electricity. Yeah. You see. So I said, oh, that's all right. That, that sounds good. You know, I'll come down and have a look at it. So I go down, and he's twelve car frontage, and there's half an acre at the back. And there's a self-employed workshop guy in, in the middle. Uh, so it all looks good. So I said, you that route. And oh, he's got his own business on the other side of the river, you see, and uh, paint shop and what have you, and he sold parts. And uh, he said, well, I'll run it. I said, oh, this is good. This. So we'll, you know, we'll put, put stock in. And uh, this is about, I don't know, 98, I think it was. And... Uh, but just couldn't get it going. All the punders, they were all subprime punders in London. And they were advertising the, I think it was called the Kent Order Trader or the South London Kent Order Trader. Yeah. And it didn't really get any response. And the punders, if they lived more than five miles away, they, they didn't bother coming because the traffic didn't move. You know, something I didn't know. Uh, and so... We traded for about two. We tried all sorts of different types of stuff. And we've been there nearly two years. And we found it. Small hatchbacks, automatics, very low mileage, old ones. Yeah. You get a grand over the top book for them. And it would sell straight away. It took us two years to find that out. But we'd already say the pack in, you know. Yeah. So that was a big clanger. Yeah. That was a real big clanger, that one. And what would, would you... Like drive down to London every week and just like oversee it or Oh no 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 the other guy he used to run it too. he he did that. He used to run it. Right. And but it, we used to be down there a lot anyway because we used to buy cars. Right. Lots right, of cars right. around London, Blackbush, Enfield, yeah. Colchester, um Chelmsford, I don't know if you've been any of these. Uh we used to buy loads of stuff. Yeah. Mannheim, Wimbledon, or whatever it was called. Wimbledon, then. I think that uh, one. Uh, we used to get, you know, so you were down there. Well, yeah. we had a flat in London, so, you know, we used to stay there. So the, the um, I didn't I didn't go to the pitch every week, you know. Well, the traffic was so slow, so if you were going from uh, yeah. uh, Mannheim, Wimbledon, or whatever it was called then, you know, Central Motor Auctions. Wasn't far away, but it took you over an hour to get there. You know? It's horrible, isn't it? It's absolutely, oh, it it, it's awful. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so when you got rid of that, that was a big weight off your shoulders then. Oh, I just had to write it off. Yeah, we lost a lot of money then. That was a clanger. Yeah. 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 It seemed a good idea at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's now a flourishing MOT station now. Right. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. what? So what? So so. 
what year did you start slowing down then? What, what, when did you decide to retire? I think I retired, um, I've retired twice. First one was about 2008, I think. Right. 2005, 2005. Yeah. But I was still like involved, but I retired, supposedly. And uh, then two or three, three years later, I came back again for a few years. And then, uh, oh, I had a small claims court case, which uh, was ridiculous and lost. And I took the hoof and said, right, that's it, I'm retiring again. <laughs> so I think that was, uh, oh, hang on. That was about eight years ago, you know. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, that, that was eight years ago. And then, then last year I opened the, the pitch we've got to rent now to, as a buy-in in pitch, but that didn't work because it, I don't know enough about all this digital search engine right. all right so you you, that. you use that as so, like as a, a car buying uh that was a plan yeah, yeah. but it's like uh you know uh, uh so we could sell cars there you can sell cars there yeah but it, yeah but it meant sending the, the work out for the cars to the local workshops who were a fortune which yeah I, you know i i don't like giving these workshops a you know a, a handbrake job and you get a bill for 300 quid, you know. Yeah, yeah. It just gives us a headache yeah. that I just can't be arsed with that, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it didn't work and we weren't buying enough cars at the door. The ones yeah. we were buying were just passing trade and the the, the, the buying in, uh, uh, you know, a, a system didn't work online. It wasn't on Google, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I thought it was, but it wasn't. Right. <laughs> realised and we're paying two hundred pounds a month to uh, the dealer management system who was running at uh, Click Dealer. Yeah. Right, right, oh, right. just another story. Yeah. <laughs> so now and, and now, do you do you still do you have a couple on the go? Like sell a couple of cars from the the, the pitch that you rent out, or you you're fully retired no, now? No, 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 no. I don't. No, no, no. I, I don't know. Just uh, uh, I've got one or two, you know, lying about, but, uh, you know, no, I'm not allowed to, they don't want me to buy cars because I drop clangers now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, uh, yeah. I, I do, I drop some right clangers. So yeah, it's, uh, just, it's just life, isn't it? It's just, that's, that's what happens. And uh, so, but will you, will you still go at the auction then and buy cars or is it just people like offering you stuff? Well, I don't know, no. I mean, I, I'm not involved now, you see. Yeah, I, I just do the odd message, you know, like a golfer every now and then, not very often. Yeah, but uh, yeah. you know, I mean, I was took off an MOT the other day for them, you know, the MOT yeah. station, because yeah. the regular one was booked, you know, and uh, uh, I'm just like a golfer, you know, and I, I'm just on the periphery now. Yeah, but I hear about all the you know the trade and the problems and the you know and. Uh, but I just get annoyed, you know. I mean, that, they were get, that had a, a truck getting painted uh, the other week, and the painter charged them eight hundred quid. And I said, yeah. "What? What yeah. the hell is this?" Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, well, that's the worst thing about buying from like BCA somewhere like that, and everything's going over cap clean, and there's just not enough money in them to 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 do your prep, is there? So I, I don't know people. I don't know how they're making money on these cars. Uh, well, the big mega pitches don't make any money on the cars. You see, the metal doesn't make any money. Yeah. It's the add-ons. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. the warranties, the finance yeah. commission, yeah. the gap, 
and all this other stuff, the polish, you know, all that crap. Uh, uh, That's where the profit is. It's a bit like these airlines, budget airlines, where they don't make the profits on the trolley. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, it's true. A a woman, we bought uh, this Fiat 500 off this lady, and... uh, and she bought one of them like paint protection things, you know. And she didn't even know what she bought. To be honest, she went, "Oh, no, no, uh, no, she yeah. didn't even know what it done." She paid three hundred quid for it. Oh, I have to watch it. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it's ridiculous. And then you know when you're trying to like what 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 we're doing, we're selling cars at you know good good prices, but we're not adding um, admin fees. We're not upselling warranties. So that that's why I stick to. Fixed pricing, you know. I just say, everyone, look, we're not trying to sell you a warranty. We're not trying to do this. We're not trying to do that, and uh, and and I just stick to fixed prices. But I oh think, yeah, yeah. I think well, most people are used to, to it think, now. They've got to think of all angles to making that extra, yeah. that, that extra bit of money. You know. Yeah. You know the yeah. admin fees, uh, uh, service these service. Uh, yeah, service plans. Contracts now, they're, they're very big. They're, yeah. They're, uh, yeah. Uh, See, we, we, we do that. We do a service plan now. Uh, but right, we, right. We, we, don't, we don't make that much money off it, but it's just, you know, apparently if you, uh, if you transact with a customer more than three or four times, the likelihood is they're going to come back to you and buy a car from you. So that's all we do it for, just for like oh, cus- keeps, customer it keeps, relations. It, it, it keeps you in contact. I mean, yeah. it's like the warranties. We started doing our warranties in '95, and uh, uh, great, you know, because yeah. you've you're in contact with all the the, the punters. Yeah, and uh, um, and then when you fix the car for them, you know, they're, they're over the moon, aren't they? The, oh yeah, because it's done straight away, you know. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we had a, actually one was, we used to have a warranty manager and he had a network of, of sort of small workshops all over the place. So if somebody had a problem, said, well, if you go and see such and such, you know, uh, they'll fix it for you, you know, yeah. just get it done. You know, we had, had, had a network um, and, and the, they loved that. Uh, you know, they could get through on the phone and it was done. Yeah. These warranty companies, there's some good warranty companies, mine, but getting through to them and at the time it takes and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and um, it's difficult for the punters. So how, how much would you charge for a warranty back back then? Oh, it didn't, we throw them in. Oh, throw right. them in, you see. So right, you right. would um, throw them in with a deal uh, and you'd put... At the time, it was we'll put about sixty pounds away for every car. Ring fence sixty pounds. Yeah. Uh, uh, now it's gone up. It's gone up to about a hundred quid now. But um, if I was trading now, I'd be doing a hundred, hundred quid. Yeah. Um, and would you put that in a separate account then? Oh yeah, separate separate account. It, it mounts up, you know. So you've, you've got yeah. it sharp builds up a big lump of money, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. it's worth. You sell, if you do a lot of business, it's definitely yeah, definitely worthwhile. Uh, you've got to be careful how you word your your agreements, your breakdown agreements. Right. But you you learn about that. Right. And and then um, and then at the end of the year, say you've got I don't know, let's just say ten grand in there, and and you you know you've done two grand's worth of warranties, so there's say eight grand in there. Do you just take that as like your, your profit and then start again? 
Well, look, the accountants have a way of calculating, you know. It just means the money's in the, in the, in the yeah. business. Yeah. You don't don't mix it up with the stock you buy. We just used to let it, yeah. let it build up, you see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people do it differently, but we didn't charge. What we, I, I'm just so, um, we used to get, uh, sell them a um, sales pack, which uh, I think, uh, and it was, we used to charge them £300, but we used to give them an MOT, yeah. an oil and filter, uh, three months tax as it was then, it was quarter's tax. Um, you know, things like a set of luxury mats, you know, <laughs> yeah. car mats. But in actual fact, it all cost five quid. Yeah, you yeah. From access, you know, but yeah. the, the idea it had luxury written on the, on, on the packet, yeah. you know, really yeah. impressed them. So we'd, we'd, we'd sell them this um, customer care pack, that's what it was. That's a good uh, idea, you know, it, it, I also, like that. it also included the warranty as well, you see. Yeah. So they, they'd pay you three, because I thought they were getting all these things. Uh um, so that 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 worked. Yeah, that worked. I, I like that. I do because you can say you could say we'll put well, half a tank of fuel in. Yeah, like you say the warranty and and then the feel like that new number plates, couldn't you? Stuff like that. And then oh yeah, just yeah, you could put you know, and then it makes them think they're getting something for them yeah. with their money. You see, yeah. the fact that you're going to be doing most of these things anyway, all the filters, MOTs, and all the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, it just gets some money back in the in the kitty, you know. Yeah, yeah. So if people didn't take that customer care pack on, you know, so you wouldn't you wouldn't put the mats in, and you wouldn't put as much. Oh, I don't know. Always used to give them the mats. Yeah, uh, they used to come in. Sometimes some of them they used to insist on you know they they were repeat customers, and that's the first thing. Yeah, I've got to get the mats out. You know, yeah. I mean, we're five quid. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, no, if they didn't take that, they still got the warranty, but it was just an extra, you see. Yeah, yeah. Just an extra, yeah. 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 I think I'm going to start doing something like that, because uh, it's just, it's just because you're working on such tight margins, and, uh, y- y- you know, when there's no fuel in a car, I'll always put, like, a tenner in for a customer, but it, it would, that, I think it's good, isn't it, to offer something like that, it just... Makes you makes you feel feel yeah. better as well, doesn't it? I suppose. Yeah. E- even if you've done it, well, getting back to the police cars, they had at least half full tanks. Every one you got. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you never bought. Uh, you didn't need to buy any fuel. That was, yeah. You know, we used to sell all these cars. Never bought any fuel. Oh, no. brilliant. But uh, yeah, if you leave, uh, but, but if, if you're doing a lot of business and you put, you know. 10 or 15 quid in each car. Yeah. Over a year, it's a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So if you can just, you know, even if I charge the customer, like this customer care pack, like an hundred pound, just to cover all them little things, it, 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 it well, it helped my bottom line out big time, I think. It, oh, yeah, you can just, just think of some jargon, you know, just build it up, you know, make yeah. it look good. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. You know, yeah, you've, you've, yeah. Got, you've got me thinking there, Ian, big time. Yeah. Anyhow, Ian, it's been fantastic having you on the podcast for uh, taking part, and uh, I'm sure we'll speak to you again soon. Okay, thanks very much. <laughs>